Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. I'm Maria Menunos, and you're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz begin. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Council of Dads After Show, Episode 3. What do you want to be is the title of this episode. And I know what I want to be. I want to be on this panel with this awesome panel of people. How is everybody doing? Doing well, very well. Doing good. Awesome. Awesome. My name is Sean, a.k.a. the Chief of Crying, and I am. I have this awesome crack commando unit with me. First up, say hello to Shay Jones. Hey, guys. I'm super excited to get into this episode. Awesome. Michael Barlow. Hey, guys. I am so excited to be here, ready to talk about some Council of Dads. And, of course, my homegirl, Kay Montgomery. Hey, hey, what's up, guys? Ready to get into it. Uh, all right, so yeah, a lot went on. I mean, Larry's trying to sell a crab shack. Theo thinks he wants to play football, and Luli's on some truth shark stuff. Mm, I don't know. I don't know if she really wants to get that crazy. Um, <laughs> I can usually depend on this show to give me a good cry, but this time they did me dirty because they got me craving a crab sandwich. I want a Scotty. All right, overall thoughts. Let's talk about this. Let's start with you, Shay. Overall, I thought it was a really great episode because even though he's gone, it's like figuring out what you're going to do with the time that he's not here. You have decisions to make. You have four kids to raise. I know you got five, but you got four to raise. They they don't need some money for college. I mean, unless you're Charlotte, she can get a she can get her scholarship and be good. That's free money. Um, however, I do disagree with the fact that like Larry wants to sell the shack, the shack. It's not that he wants to be able to take care of Robin. He's doing. I think he's more doing it for her benefit. That's where I stand on that situation. Okay. Okay. Michael, overall thoughts. That was a great episode. Um, I always I always know that I'm being sucked into an episode when. The entire time I'm like, wait, why are you doing this? Wait, why are you doing that? <laughs> and I kept saying that when, you know, when Luli's like searching for the truth, I'm like, girl, calm down. Like, you don't need to know all that stuff. And when they try, like, everyone's trying to like move on and move forward. And I'm just like, take a beat and like be in your feelings for a minute. Like, it's okay to like not take off your wedding ring. I don't know how many months it's been since Scott's been dead but like it doesn't seem like too many months have passed and four months or something like that and like she's already like should I take my ring off and I'm like it's just been four months this is the love of your life like calm down um and that's my opinion and I feel like everyone else's kind of willingness to move forward is all also makes me go like just calm down like you want to sell the shack or not like calm down like just breathe people 
Awesome. Uh, and Kay, overall thoughts? Um, I really liked how we have so many different storylines going on at the same time. So you can never get bored with one storyline, you know, because one minute is like, Ollie's marriage, what's going to happen there? He's not paying attention to his own kid. But then the other storyline is like, should Theo be playing football? Like, it's a really dangerous sport and there's head trauma involved. But then, like, Luli's husband, like, is he going to not go to school? Like, what's that whole situation with? And in historic Savannah, are they trying to gentrify, a, you know, a neighborhood that was built by slaves? They're just, like, so many moving pieces. And I really, really like that part. Awesome. Awesome. All right. So first order of business, you can't sell the Crab Shack. Come on, Larry. Yes, it's you can. I'm months. sorry. Yes, you can. You Come need on. funds. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Feed your family? <laughs> well, it might I if mean, you give it a hot talk. minute. Come on, Larry. That I mean, I get talk. it. I get it. We want to, you know, we want to take care of people. But I think back to Michael's point. It ain't like it's been three years, guys. It's been four yeah. months. Come but on. here's the thing it's not the point is not like i love when she said like he will still live on like the restaurant is not him like it's just something that he liked to do and this is not my dream so i don't have to continue doing it guess what we're gonna talk about him we're gonna have pictures of him he's gonna be alive in our hearts like i do okay. not have to struggle financially with four kids you gotta put four kids through college I'm not, I, I'm not gonna be able to struggle financially just so I could have something that was his like dream like okay Michael, yeah. come in here come and okay. help me out so <laughs> I get what you're saying but Robin is a whole doctor and so well, and she got a little me some the little girl she's we clearly she's a genius so she's probably gonna get all kind of scholarships so that's not even the issue. But I, I want to point out something that I found interesting, the parallel between how they're wanting to preserve this legacy property that the slave, the former slaves mm. bought and, and built upon. And then on the same, on the same token, they're like, okay, well, Scott's legacy, it's always going to be him, but let's sell it. Like, the 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 parallel for me is well if this legacy granted it's older and like more more important um, to the fabric of America yes go on America <laughs> but I also see that being something that is important to a family like I have okay. fam- I have family land that has been in my family for two hundred years it was built on by the, my former my ancestors that were former slaves. But it's not important for the rest of the world, but it's important for my family. And I I would never sell it because the legacy is my family. And I think that that's why I had such a, I was like, well, why, why is this even up for discussion? Yeah, like $750,000 is a lot of money, but you're a doctor, like you're fine. Even the children were like, 
we, but I mean, like, do we really need the money? I, in the long run, I think they're gonna end up regretting it. To be quite honest. Well, I mean, wow. you keep saying that she's a doctor. She just had a baby. She had <laughs> like grievance leave. She might not have been making the money she was used to making while she was still married. There are some that things far. that I'm not. I'm not trying to be insensitive about it, but like, there are some some situations financially that why this is going to be a good thing for her and her family going forward. It's not about like just you're not trying to really leave the past behind, but you also have to still move forward because you can't you can't continue to live in the past. Because if you continue to live in the past, how can you get to the other side, get to a better future? Right, but I, I get that. But like, none of them are going to college anytime soon. Like yeah. they have like. Bro, I, but listen, you know, it's like as a, it's as been a four months. Four <laughs> months. Four Calm months. down. Bro, she got a brand new baby, and she got stair step kids. College isn't like when we're in college. When I was in college, college was like twenty five hundred dollars a semester, like uh, thirty five hundred a year. College now is thirty five thousand. $35,000 a year. Sure. Like I have so, two so then she kids. Gets one kid the reason why I'm mean... not the listen, the reason why I'm not awake at night worrying about college is because my husband works for a college. So we have a tuition share. Even with their tuition paid for, guys, I was looking at housing. Housing is like $17,000 a year and college is paid for. You guys listen, I'm not trying to be like, you guys don't know if you don't have kids, but let me say, you guys don't know because you don't have kids. You have kids. It doesn't matter how young they are. You're going to be working your entire life. I was a little bit blown away by her asking them. I was like, they're kids. They have no concept. They have zero concept of like money and college and stuff. Sure. You shouldn't even ask them. You should have just been like, guys, we're selling it. We're still going to go there every Sunday and have memories of that. But Agree to disagree, although I would say myself, I think that was a really good point. You made a really good point about his legacy and family land. You got me there. You got me there. Yeah, I mean, I think that's a, it was a great point, Michael. I think there's a macro and a micro, right? Like, obviously, the, the slave thing is a, is a macro, and this is a micro, but I think anybody understands a family legacy. So I think it's a really great point that he, he brought up. Uh, I also, though, think that she should have, I'm glad she talked to the kids because the kids, this is all still fresh and new. And even if you don't actually take what they're going to say, but just including them, I think is, you know, I think that's where this, that's how this family rolls. I don't think it's just like, well, mom rules and that's it. I mean, you know, so I, mean, I understood why. I've been she, mad. But ultimately she did. So she <laughs> made them think they had an Yeah, I was going to say, she's, a good, she's a good mom. She's a good mom. She's going to make the decision, but you know, at least, at least give, let them, let them have a voice, you know? Let them pretend like they, they, they have a, a voice in the conversation. <laughs> okay, I love it. I, I didn't think we were gonna get this heated on this. This is good. This is this is fun. Um, I love that there's a line that Larry, because you know, of course, Anthony is is against all this, right? This is his boy's legacy. I mean, he just he just left his restaurant to come down and help out. And Larry, this is why I love Larry. He says to Anthony, "You're the talent. You're not management. You're not management. You're not. Management. <laughs> You're just the talent. You're the pretty face. You make the." You make the tomatoes taste good, but at the end of the day, I'm the businessman. Uh, talk a little bit about that, Michael. I just thought that was a great moment. I mean, Larry is full of wisdom, and he, <laughs> but at the same time, I feel like he is overcompensating, and oh, yeah. and they're just kind of adapting and getting used to the fact that he just oversteps all the time, in my opinion. 
but, um, you know, I think Anthony had great points as to why they shouldn't even acknowledge this this offer because, you know, he it's his boy's legacy, like you said, and y'all gonna be mad when this new company comes in and the Scotty disappears and starts being called something else. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Pad, <laughs> uh, okay. Um, so, what do we think? Are we are we good on on the, on the least beginning of this? Like, can we, should we move on to the next thing? Are we? Is everybody all right? Everybody feel like they got their their two cents in? I don't want to. I will say. Can I just say this one point of, sure. about Larry? Because y'all know, I mean, y'all know I love Larry. I thought it was interesting when Larry was like, "We can't. You can't always depend on the restaurant. Anything could happen." people mm. could stop eating out. And I was like, what a weird statement. If this was wow. COVID, I would have been like, why would people stop eating out? But when he said that, I was like, oh no, the business gonna go under because of the Rona. They can't be out here. <laughs> <like this." laughs> I have to say, seriously, when he said it, it was, wh- whoever wrote this episode was amazing. I don't, they kind of just predicted Corona. If this episode came out sooner, I would just start laughing right about now because that was some prediction happening in that statement. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Awesome. Awesome. All right. So we're going to move on. So we got our girl, Luli. She's, uh, you know, she's got some inspiration. She's going to stay home now, not going to New York. She's going to write her memoir. So we go to that first meeting where she's just pouring her heart out, thinks she's killing it. And wow, this lady, this group leader, this puts her on blast. You're supposed to be writing a memoir. Instead, you gave me an Instagram post. That was that was hard. Wow. Okay, okay. How do you feel about that? The read, it was a whole drag. Well, actually, yeah, yeah, yeah. She said you posted me a memoir and gave me an Instagram post. And um, she called it hero worship, which I thought was really interesting, which really like nobody wants. I thought it was a good point for her to say, like, we want to get to the real of your dad. And I had I had been thinking about that too in previous episodes. You know, when it came out that he had been struggling was an AA, I was like, wow, are we going to get to that dad? Are we going to visit that, you know, and kind of dig that up and see how he moved from that? So it's a huge thing. That's a huge accomplishment. So I was glad to see her take the criticism. Kind of had a hard time with it at first, but, you know, to work through it and be like, okay, I do need to dig and figure out who my dad was really, you know? So I thought it was a good point. I mean, I I thought... um, you know, it was good how they made us hate the lady at first because we're like, who is she talking to our girl like this? And then right. the more she talks, she's like, oh, she mad with one. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, it's <laughs> yeah. like, no, she's making good points. She's, she's making good points. Uh, Michael, what were your thoughts? I agree. I mean, I was, I kind of gave the lady the stink eye at first when she <laughs> first started reading Luli like that. But then I was like, wait. She is kind of just kind of sugarcoating her dad's life. But what I found interesting was how she started the story talking about how he showed up drunk to her birth. And I was like, so why wouldn't you? Why? It makes sense to dive into that. Like, you don't jump from showing up drunk to the birth to he's the best dad on the entire planet without there being some kind of story in the middle. Yeah, thank you. We want. And I'm like, okay, let's get to it. Let's get to it. So I appreciate what the leader, teacher, professor lady had to say in the end. <laughs> right. Uh, so, so she goes, you know, she takes it in. She goes 
to Larry because Larry was there that night, right? When 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 he when her dad fell off the wagon, she finds out her dad fell off the wagon, and Larry is the one that brings him home. So she's like, I gotta go talk to Larry and find out what happened. And Larry's not too interested in in having this discussion, right? Uh, he's what does he say? You know how lucky you are that your dad got sober before he ruined your life. Mm. You were able mm. to admire him, cherish mm. that gift. Wow, Shay, talk about that that scene. It's, it's so. I mean, okay, so when it comes to her going on the search, for me, I understand why you go to Larry. However, Larry's not going to be, I already knew Larry was not going to be the most helpful when it comes to this endeavor. Mm. Because, <laughs> but in, I mean, because in this way, not only he takes the counsel of dads very seriously, but he also wants to preserve the memory of the man that he got to know with Lily. So he does. So he doesn't want to share that part of the disaster part. One because maybe he's still ashamed of his own journey that he while he's now sober himself. And because there's a lot of parallels between Larry's journey as a dad and then Scott's journey as a dad, because as we find out later, Larry's daughter is not happy. Mm. She wants nothing to do with it. But apparently, but they've been through it a few times. So he kind of understands. He's like, well, if you see the truth you might see a different side of your dad and I don't know how you come back from that. Because mm. yeah. once you're serious, once you open Pandora's box, you cannot put it back in. It doesn't sure. work that way. Yeah, careful what you wish for. Because uh, you just might get it. That's right, that's right. So then finally she goes to, uh, she goes to Anthony, right? Because that's her boy, that's her dad's boy. He was there on the good times, the bad. And then we get some very and he interesting... was stealing your girl and getting her pregnant. I'm like, go ahead. <laughs> There's a story there. Look at you. Yeah, we're gonna, girl. we're gonna get That's there, girl. We're gonna get there. It's all right. Steal your girl. Go ahead. Um, <laughs> so you know, so we have this moment where Lily's like, "I'm not taking no for an answer. I'll get on this crab boat and I'll we're talking whether you want to or not." Because obviously, Anthony, again, not really interested in this conversation. Um, and of course, they. She he keeps thinking that she knows the real truth, and of course we got many real truths apparently that we didn't know. Of. So we find out that of course she was actually adopted by uh, a couple, and then Dad went to go get her after a while. Okay, what were your thoughts on some of that? Whoa, that was a good one. I could not have predicted that. I covered little <laughs> fires everywhere like a month ago, and that was the big part of it was um, a newly adopted baby and the original mother fighting. You know over the kid so I was like wow and I and you could tell it was really um impactful to her I think you know I think it was personal and she was hurt by it, the idea that basically like he gave her up um but then you know he fought for her to get her back but that's a whole other situation too like that she had completely missed out on it was out um you know, uh, unaware of. I think what's interesting about Miss Cecilia Girl, <clears throat> aka Andrew, is that Anthony. We, Anthony. Yeah. Anthony. Sorry, Anthony. We learn a lot about this dude cannot keep a secret. He can't <laughs> not tell something that is a secret, even inadvertently. Like it's only a matter of time before it comes out that he might be her dad. It is only this. a matter of time. 
him and baby mama have kept a secret for like 20 something years. So he can't, he can't keep a secret. It just depends on how can't you ask the question. Or was, or, was, or was Scott keeping a secret? Like when well, your maybe, friend is alive. Maybe, maybe like, everybody was keeping a secret from each other. Because well, they, don't, they didn't think Scott knew. Well, Scott didn't know. Scott didn't know. Right, I mean, we're, getting, we're getting a little point. of the predictions here. So I don't want to get too crazy, but that's an interesting but, I mean, point. He, because you see a little bit of that. And I actually like the way they teased it. I like because he was fumbling around and telling her stuff, oh, about the adoption. Oh, you know, crap, she doesn't know about the adoption. I like that because it made us, it made me as a um, a viewer be like, oh, on the edge of my seat. So every time I see him in a scene with her, I'm like, ooh, is this the time when he's going to tell her something that he shouldn't, you know? So okay, his character is interesting. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Michael, what were your thoughts? I mean, here's the thing about Anthony. I think I, I don't think that he is loose-lipped per se. I think that he's just putty in front of his daughter, mm. regardless of whether she he knows for sure or not. He's pretty confident that Luli is his daughter, and his heart just kind of falls out of his chest when it comes to her. Um, as far as what I what I what I'm realizing about Luli's story arc is that she's on this journey of self-discovery, even though that's not her intention. Like she's just trying to write this memoir, but what's really happening is she's discovering who she is as she's discovering these things about her father that she didn't know, and just how much of who he actually was, how it impacts her, like how it has created the Luli that she thinks she is, is almost parallel to the father that she thought he was. And then what we're going to come to, I think, is that she's going to realize the Luli that she actually is, is a lot closer to the father that she actually has, whether it's Anthony or all of the secrets that she's going to learn about her real, or about Scott. So it's a very interesting kind of writing story that I'm I'm pretty intrigued with when it comes to Luli. Nice. All right. So moving on, we got Ali and Theo. Now it's interesting because they're doing a really good job of switching dads up with different kids. Uh because we thought, you know, we liked Larry and Theo. But now this week we got Ali and Theo. And who knew Ali played football for Duke, right? Like that's not something I would have like initially thought. Uh, but he's pretty pumped about it. And he's even more pumped about getting Theo in the football. Um, so he starts, you know, he gets him interested and we see Theo come alive for probably almost the first time this whole show. Like all of a sudden Theo feels like he's got a little bit of a purpose and, you know, this might be a possibility. So, so Shay, what were your thoughts on that? And then also I'm just going to say too, that he's neglecting his own family. Like Kay talked about earlier. Shay, take it away. For the first half, I totally get it. I was like as a kid, I used to be just so angry. And the only thing that really just got out most of my anger anyway was just doing sports. So I played football. I was the only girl on the football team. I played volleyball. I was a cheerleader. Anything that kept me active was great for me. Um, so I definitely get why doing something instructive with all the anger you feel helps because it does. It truly does. Everything can just melt away. But on the flip side of that, I love the fact that I do love the fact that Ollie is taking such an interest in Theo. I think it's good for him to show his or share his love of football with Theo. However, 
you can share it, but don't miss out on your daughter's winning kick in a goal. <laughs> right. um, I feel like there was a way you could do both. Like, oh, okay, cool, I'm, but I'm keeping my eye, like keep your eye on your family because neglecting them during somebody else's grief and then making your husband actually have the conversation with you because something's not right, but what is it? Was it, be- was it before Scott? Was it mm. after Scott? Like, what is, why are you pulling away from us? Mm. Because it's more than just him taking an interest in Theo, him choosing them, he's pulling away for a reason. And I would love to know what it is. Interesting. Michael, uh, I feel like uh, Ali's husband, Peter, is way more than understanding. I mean, he is just like, I'm just like, bro, you got to get mad because otherwise I don't think something's going to change. So what, what were your thoughts on the way he handled that? He had more patience than I would. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it was blatantly obvious that there was neglect happening. And because of the, the obviousness of it, he's more than deserves to be real mad. Like, and to like verbalize that anger instead of like kind of trying to be contained and um, not, I guess he's like, oh, they're still going through their grief, so I don't want to be jealous of this family who just lost their dad. However, you have a whole family here, and we are missing out on you. You're missing out on us. Like, you're not dead, so, like, come home (laughs) so that we can be a family. We are a family. So, like, I I like what you said, though, Shay, like, what was this something that was happening before Scott? Like I'm, I didn't think about that, but like, is there some other underlying things going on that's keeping him from going home or being also, present in his family? I also think partially the fact that Theo's a boy and he gets to share like that part of himself with a with a quote unquote pseudo son. Yeah, like having a father-son relationship maybe better than he had with his own dad because he, like you said, he was closeted even in college, and maybe yeah. his own relationship with his dad now isn't as great because of the fact that he's out. So I feel yeah. like there's a lot, there's a lot more underneath happening too for me for that. All right, so Kay, our resident mom. So <laughs> the controversy though is football, right? Because 20 years ago, this is no, this is a no-brainer. You just play football; it's no big deal. But now we have all this concussion stuff. And, you know, as a parent, you have to take that into consideration. I mean, I'm with you, Shay. Like, playing sports was a good thing for me. I I think it's a good thing for a boy in general. It teaches you, like, teamwork and discipline. And, you know, you have have to be accountable to things. Um, And it it puts your energy in a good place instead of late night at the park. You, You want to be during the park during the day. So talk about that, Kenny. Talk about as a mom, especially. Yeah, I thought that was really interesting, like him drawing that dichotomy, like there's only two kinds of kids, like that's a false equivalent, like that's not true. Um, but but if I for sure had a son and I have two daughters and my husband and I have talked about this before because he played uh, football in high school and he played rugby in college. And we're just like, like if we had a kid, he wouldn't be able to play. He wouldn't be able to play a, a full contact football. Like we would just wouldn't allow it. I mean, my husband has had multiple um concussions um he has like old injuries and he didn't even play hardcore he he has old injuries and he worries that he could have a traumatic brain injury or some kind of you know after effects brain wise um once he gets older 
And so we have, we have already discussed that. Like, no, we wouldn't let our son play, play football. There's a lot of other things that you could do um, to, to exercise, to, you know, learn teamwork, all of those. There's tons of other sports you can play, even if that's what you wanted to do. But football is not on the table. And, and sadly, I think that is the way of, uh, I think that's what a lot of parents feel like now, especially in light of certain, um, you know, just the latest information. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I like, I like that Robin said essentially, you know, we can give this a shot, but first concussion and you're out. So, you know, I not saying no completely compromising, seeing how, you know, how much it means to Theo. So I, I like that. I think you got to kind of do that, but you know, having that, you have it out essentially as soon as something happens, that's it. We're done. Right. So. And there's no way he's not going to get a concussion unless he's just a kicker. Because I was like, oh, he can play just to be a kicker. He'll never get hit. He's Backflip. so little. He's so little. He's he probably so... is going to be the kicker. <laughs> I was listening. Maybe even a running back, but from, I don't know, maybe because I played and I loved it. I just love knocking into somebody and just knocking them down. But then again, I'm just weird. So, <laughs> like, uh, okay. Especially when awesome. they found out I was a girl who knocked them down. That was the best oh, sure. feeling <laughs> ever. I bet that was awesome. Um, it was, I still laugh so hard. I, it's the best feeling ever when I think about it. <laughs> uh, so we have we have this kind of minor subplot with Evan, Luli's uh, husband, where you know he's going to go. He's ready to go back to school now that he's staying, and then it's like, oh, that's going to cost you one billion dollars. <laughs> <laughs> so he goes, he goes and visits his old hood, and I, for me, I was like, as soon as he showed up there, I'm like, there is no way he is going back to school. He's going to do some local, like, from the ground up stuff. I just, like, I knew it. So, uh, Michael, talk a little bit about that. What what'd you think about that? You know, I love Evan. I, he's just so genuine and sincere and so realized. Like, I, I don't think that there's another character on this show that is as realized, self, self-realized self as Evan is. Like he went, he was like, okay, I'm gonna go back to architecture school. Nope, that costs too much money. What I, what I really wanna do is to help the community I came from. How can I do that? Well, how about we revitalize these houses? Um, and it's interesting that he goes, when he goes to the school and he finds out that he kind of was the inspiration for this new project that they have. And he's like, well, why don't I just do that myself? Right. Um, I can hire these hourly architects and designers or whatever to like make this happen. And I, I love, I love, I think that that's a great story for him. I think that what, interested to see where it goes. Like, I, I feel like there's probably gonna be some friction down the line, but that's, that's, you know, neither here nor there, but. I, I love it. I, I think revitalizing a a historical piece of land in Savannah is beautiful. Can you imagine buying a house for $35,000? <laughs> oh my God. I could probably wow. do that back home. Wow. That, that's, that was like, oh my God, $35,000 for a house? Uh, not in LA, folks. Not in LA. Um, <laughs> they just hey. shut Amoeba and I'm not happy. <laughs> Okay, how, how did you feel about this uh, Evan subplot? Listen, I too feel like Michael. I love Evan. I would like to see more chemistry between Evan and Lou. I feel like they don't have a lot of chemistry as a couple. Mm. I'm a little bit sad by that. 
Um, but I watched enough HGTV to know that's not going to be an easy situation that he has embarked on. And I was like, he came up with the idea. How's the school not going to give him a scholarship? Like, what's up with school? Like, I was mad. Um, but I think I think that it's a really cool idea that he has to revitalize the neighborhood. But that's super. I mean, that's way different from what an architect does. And an architect needs a degree. An architect has to be licensed. If he just wants to be a rehab guy, like, is that going to be fulfilling? Because that's not doing the same thing. I'm just really interested to see his storyline play out because I really feel like, um, like these are two different things. And so I'm very interested to see how it goes moving forward. Um, if he does decide that he wants to be just like a straight up rehab person, like that's going to be really difficult for him. And that, I mean, I'm interested to see it unfold. I think it's a very, I think it's a good storyline. Um, yeah, but I was just like, I mean, I'm a, I have a degree in education counseling. So I was like, he should have went and talked to his counselor. She would have helped him. They could have come up with something. He could have stayed in school. You can't just be an architect. Like, yeah. So anyway, he's <laughs> licensing his professional organization. I don't know. I was just like, what is happening? But I'm interested to see the storyline because I really do like Evan's character a lot. Awesome. Awesome. And then finally, Shay, final thoughts on that. I do like Evan. I agree with everyone. This is not... I was partly confused. So are the, is he buying the house for him and Lulu or is he buying it to flip it? That was where I was confused by it. I think it was, I think it was both. I think initially they would live there and, or maybe just stay there and then continue down the line. But I think initially they were going to be moving in. Okay. So if that's the case, just keep your apartment um, <laughs> until, <laughs> until your house, until your house is done. I would not be leaving my apartment anytime before that because not only do you you got to find the hourly guys, you have to get it inspected by like get it like a health inspector, or whatever, through your house to go through the wires, see what needs to be changed, and how much money is that going to cost you? Because mm-hmm. I'm sorry, seventy five thousand for your education, one hundred fifty thousand dollars to revitalize this house. I only paid thirty four thousand for it. It's not really a hard decision for me, but to each their own, and I pray that. It works out because it, it's not going to be easy. But I feel like maybe he also needs this. Like he needs to do it, and if, if that's his purpose and his path, let's do it. I do agree with Kay about the chemistry, just a, a tad. I want to see more of it between them. Like I want to see them being yeah. this married couple. Okay. And instead, like, because not that I want them to fight, but I just want them to be present with each other. It doesn't seem like they're present with each other the way they should be, if that makes any sense. Sure. No, I, I, well, Lil, I think Lily's definitely on, you know, she's on a, a mission right now. So she's a little maybe less present than she would be. Uh, but I think I think that's gonna be fine. I think, and I think their chemistry will develop as the show goes on. I think that just sometimes people don't just, they just don't gel as maybe as like as much as we'd want them to. Um, but I, I'm not worried because th- I'm with all you. I think Evan's awesome. And, you know, he's going to be the rock for Luli. Uh, so the show ends and, you know, Shay and Kay, you get your wish. They sell the Crab Shack. Um, but- I really didn't think they were going to sell. I was shocked. I was shocked. <laughs> I was shocked. I, before, I actually thought she we- was going to decide to keep it after the sandwich. <laughs> right. No, I know. I, I wanted a Scotty after that, after she bit into it. Um, but before we run out of time, I want to get to our special segment this week. So, Michael, take it away, my man. 
All right, for our special segment for the Council of Dads after show, in honor of Larry and Anthony and Scott joining the prestigious hall of teaching dads, I think it'd be great to kind of spotlight different TV dads and in, in other genres from other TV shows throughout the history of television. And this week, we're going to be talking about Ned Stark. Yes. The reason I chose Ned Stark from Game of Thrones is because he was the father of all fathers. He was the father of Arya, and I have them all listed. He, has, he was the father <laughs> of Jon Snow and Arya and Rob and Sansa and Baron and Rickon. Um, the reason why I, I picked the reason why I picked him is because just like in the Council of Dads, Ned Stark's death kind of spearheads the entire story of the series. Mm. Granted, he had a few more episodes to that he was alive in, <laughs> but all the same, he was this loyal, um, honorable family man who did everything he could to protect his family, even losing his head. So for our first special segment, I just want to salute Ned Stark. Yes, Ned <laughs> Stark. Well done, sir. Love it. Love it. That's great. That's a, such a great idea. I love it. I'm excited to hear all the uh, the TV dads that we get into. I love that we started way over at Ned Stark. So we got a lot of different ways we can go with this. So I'm excited. A lot of different dads out there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Awesome. So let's get into some predictions. I know Kay has some thoughts. What are your thoughts, Kay? And now... Oh man, I I think I think our boy is going to um, Larry is going to continue to show improve and be awesome. I'm really interested to see Lou and Evan's story with this house. I think it's going to be a disaster. I think they're going to go in and it's going to be a money pit. And um, I think that they're going to feel like they're disappointing a lot of people because I think the neighborhood is going to be like, oh, Ellen came back and coming to like help us out and do good in the hood. And then they're going to feel added pressure because they're going to feel like he's going to feel like he's failing everybody. So we're going to see him have a, a more difficult time. Okay. Okay. As long as it's Shelly Long and Tom Hanks money pit, I'm in. <laughs> uh, Michael. What are your predictions? Well, my predictions are as follows. I think they're going to regret selling the Crab Shack. Mm. Um, I think that this new company is going to come in and make some changes that are going to really make some people angry, um, including changing the Scotty. And they just kept pointing to this sandwich so much that I feel like that <laughs> it's going to be a completely different sandwich when they take control. Like, it's not going to taste the same. It's not going to be called Biscotti or whatever. Um, I also predict that Lily and Evan are going to have a hard time with this house revitalization project. Um, it's going to cause some friction. But it, I think it's also going to make us see or allow us to see more chemistry between them. Because oh, wow. they're going to be going through this together. Um, mm -hmm. I think Lily's going to continue to find out information that she's not going to want to know. And it's going to rock her world. I think that um, Theo's going to have a hard time in football because he's a tiny kid. And it's probably going to end up being something like 
he's smaller than the rest of the people on the football team because it's Georgia. We mm. eat cornbread for breakfast. Like, <laughs> <laughs> how's he gonna get on the team though? Like, I, yeah, I, he might. He might not even get on. It's gonna be a whole thing. I think that Ali and his family are gonna continue to like not fall apart, but have friction because he's not going to immediately deal with the fact that he is neglecting them. Mm. I think I think that Larry is going to have to deal with his crap. Like, I love Larry. I love his wisdom. But I also think that he's not dealing with the stuff in his own life that he needs to deal with. Like, when he came face to face with his daughter, he's like, I'm sober, yeah. And I feel like he, he thinks that it's too far gone to actually work towards. And so he's just putting all his effort into this other family, but he needs to deal with his own stuff. And I think that we're gonna begin to see that a little bit, especially now that, you know, um, JJ is clued into the fact that he is not have a great relationship with his daughter. And apparently I guess JJ goes to school with his granddaughter or something. <laughs> yeah, that was weird. I was like, where did she come from? <laughs> like, they right. me. All right, Shay, what are your predictions? Um, I predict that Luli's going to uh, find out your dad's not perfect. And I'm happy I'm happy for that because parents aren't perfect. And once you realize that, your life will be so much better for it because they become human to you. But she might not like the human she finds or whatever skeletons come with that, especially when it comes to Anthony and her birth mom. If that secret is foretold to end this season. Um, I definitely think that Ali, that his whole thing with his family is just gonna, it's gonna be something that festers until it blows up. I can definitely see that happening because I think he's gonna try to keep avoiding it and try to placate the situation until he can anymore. And for Larry, definitely he needs to deal with his own daughter because the only, only way is too late is if you stop trying. Mm. Okay, awesome. I'll keep it really quick. I think uh, I think our boy Theo's in a for a world of hurt when he gets on that football uh, field. I think he's too small too. Uh, I don't think that's going to work at all. And I also think that Anthony and that corporate lady. I think something's brewing there too. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. Yes, Miss Hillary Burden, what you're saying right here. Yeah, yes. yeah. So uh, all right, great. So that's this show. Please <laughs> like us on YouTube. Subscribe. Comment. Uh, we'll we'll get to your comments if you please interact with us. We'd love it. Uh, meanwhile, where can we find everybody? Michael, where can we find you? You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at official Michael. That's official M-Y-K-E-L-L. Shay. <laughs> you guys can find me at Real Shay Jones on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, and K. And you can find me at host K and on Instagram and Twitter. I also do Defending Jacob after show on Fridays and the Black Hollywood Reporter starting on Monday. Awesome. You can find me at SeanStar75 on the gram, Gorilla Suit Sean on Twitter, and on the run after show on Mondays at 4 p.m. That is it, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you so much for joining us. We hope you enjoyed it. See us next time, and we'll see you then. Bye. Okay. Our founder, Kevin Bye. Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later.
<laughs> the views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principal.